I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Well, it connected. That's um, a step forward. Yeah. Let me bring on the video. Okay, looking good, no pixelation. Although it was sort of looking good, and then it just dropped. It's really weird. Dropped off for 15 seconds. Yeah, let's before we start the recording, should we talk for um, two minutes to see if it's a time-based uh, issue? Yeah, so we're at we 24 sh- seconds now. Um, yeah. So the last, yeah, the last recording I think went, went fine. Um, 47 minutes. I don't know if that's the regular sort of length of your podcast or so. It probably is. when it's you a cut it down, it'd probably be around about 45, 40 or so. Because a lot of the stuff at the beginning was um, was just an intro, yeah. Uh, and I had started the recording early, so it's probably closer to around forty minutes. I don't know if that's the regular time for your podcast. What are you? What are your other lengths? It's about that length. They're too long. I just love getting into <laughs> detail, and uh, I have you know. So uh, so we should try and make it shorter. And I think okay. uh, yeah, I will. Um, what I won't do is delve into kind of the, you know, where this fits into the rest of Cisco. I, I think uh, that's interesting to me, but probably not to many other people. Um, right. Cisco's a big company. <laughs> yeah. So we'll skip that and we'll just get into the heart of it, which is what is this? How does it work? How much does it cost? Um, uh, and, uh, you know, what are the use cases? And yeah, I noticed that. Uh, a lot of the other guys don't give prices. I don't know if it's if I'm good or bad to be giving our USS price, but that's um, a different well, model. Well, that's true. They don't. Um, and I, I think you know, I, I think it's going to be an issue that needs to be hit head on. Um, I think yeah. the others, in in their cases, price isn't an issue because they're dirt cheap. Um, and this <laughs> is, right. and this is definitely premium pricing. Um, and I think so. We can kind of leave the issue off, but I don't think that's doing you guys any favors at all. I think we have to hit it head on and explain why it is you would want to to pay more. And and I think yeah, no, I'm I'm all for giving the pricing. It's just like, am I doing something that your other guys didn't for a particular reason, or I guess it just yeah, I, I, I've never asked because it's not been yeah. interesting. Um, and but the not- cost of but you did talk to the last guys about the cost of deployment, right? The 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 uh, episode with Gimbal about how yes. You know, Deployment costs take up a lot of your cost. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. So that was. Um, I don't know whether I was doing that subconsciously because I knew that this conversation was coming. That's quite possible. Um, All right. We've got two minutes and forty-one seconds without any glitches, so I think we're good to report. I think we're good. Okay. Let's start again. And uh, uh, yeah. So welcome to the. Uh, 
I always start with so, so I'm going to just start with welcome. <laughs> welcome to the Hitchhiker's Guide to the Beaker System. My name is Steve Statler. We're doing this in partnership with Proxbook. And this week we have Cisco on the show. So that's a really big deal. It's, it's great for us, but more importantly for the ecosystem, it's a huge deal. Cisco have got a new product out called Beacon Point, and we're going to be talking to Daryl Sladden about it. Daryl, welcome to the show. Thank you very much, Steve. I'm glad to be here. I'm very excited to uh, uh, follow your, many of your episodes on the, the uh, Hitchhiker's Guide. I'm glad to join in. Yeah, it's uh, very cool to have you. And uh, I'm excited that you uh, have really jumped into this ecosystem with both feet. And of course, you had products with Beacons uh, before. Do you want to just touch briefly on what the yeah, this previous is, Beacons this is yeah. yeah, absolutely. This is actually our third um, uh, Beacon product. We have the MR32s from from uh, as part of our Meraki line, and they've got embedded beacons. So we've got beacon APs with beacons embedded in, in them, and that can be used for proximity to where the particular uh, AP is. And we also have our 3700, which has got a module, and the module is called the RM3010, used as part of our hyperlocation solution, and that also has an embedded beacon. So we've both got both uh, traditional Cisco on our 3700 and 3600s as a, as a module add-on because people have found that to be a really interesting use case. Well, I've got my APs already mounted. Is there a way of using that technology to add a beacon to it? And that's what one of the components of our hyperlocation solution has been to add a beacon to an existing specific set of APs. But those have been traditional beacons that are unidirectional uh, single broadcast beacons. Okay. So we're talking with this product about virtual beacons. Uh, so I, I think you've done a couple of things here. You've created a new category and the some people have played around with virtual beacons before, but this is really the first big product launch in this space. And, um, and the fact that it's Cisco is huge um, in, in such a, uh, a new revolutionary area. Uh, and I think what you do for the ecosystem is you reassure those CTOs who've been kind of looking about it, have been thinking about, well, are beacons for real? Is this a, a category that I really should be moving forward in going from pilot to deployment? When Cisco do something like this, I think it's a great endorsement. So uh, you're going to, I think this is going to be competitive, um, but I think it's largely going to be complementary because of what a V beacon is. What is a V beacon? So exactly, um, we're we're trying to make the pie of the Beco, Beco Center ecosystem larger, and so a virtual beacon is the idea of you're going to place physical beacons in your area to cover, kind of like the way you do Wi-Fi coverage. So you create a ubiquitous coverage, so you could create a beacon anywhere, and then through the use of our cloud center and our software, you can say at this physical location that's within the realm of my. Uh, beacon coverage, I'm going to create a virtual beacon. So that virtual beacon would take advantage of an SDK uh, that you would add into our, into your product. So the the um, we would work with an SDK, similar to most of the other beacon vendors, we, we, we'd embed an SDK into your product, and then you'd be able to take advantage of these virtual beacons that we'd create across any of your physical infrastructure. So I think you've got one of these um, uh, beacon point beacons. Can you uh, wave it in front of the camera? And <laughs> yeah, there you go. So it's actually, um, you're going to go, oh my gosh, that's the largest beacon I've ever seen. <laughs> it is the largest beacon I've ever seen. <laughs> yeah. And so, um, so it's actually nine inches by nine inches. It really is much more of a infrastructure play. So you're going to be mounting these eight, these beacon points similar to your, your access points. So they're ceiling mounted, you know, um, you know 10 to 15 uh, feet in height that would be across your environment. You would mount one per every, approximately every 2,500 square feet. You'd create a, a, a coverage area similar to where you would create in Wi-Fi. Um, you would have them in a 
uh, in sometimes kind of a staggered area, so you actually are able to triangulate. And so think of three of these beacons in the ceiling. Now we're able to determine the location of the client um, by using our um, by using our algorithms and our cloud center, as well as the client could be triggered to any particular location within that coverage area. And it's a many to one relationship between these big beacons in the ceiling and the virtual beacons that are gonna be on the floor of a retail store. Um, can you talk to that? Yeah, exactly. So one one physical beacon would be able would be able to create eight virtual beacons. So that we've got that eight to one um, uh, ratio. Uh, again, that's because you know as you as you start to create uh, multiple virtual beacons, you'll have some overlap. And so the idea of uh, eight virtual beacons out of a out of a single physical beacon, uh, you know really allows you to um, you know, scale your solution without having to physically place them anywhere. And we're really tackling that, that cost of ownership when it comes to Beacon, right? The idea of having to move the beacons, having to um, uh, power the beacon, so no battery checking, no having to move the beacons because this is a PoE powered, so it's power over Ethernet, so it's going to be Ethernet connected back to a, to a, a switch. Uh, it would get its configuration all based on a cloud system. So once this has a DHCP address that's assigned and connected to the internet, of course, behind a NAT and things like that, so it doesn't matter how it gets to it, just needs to connect to the internet, um, then you're going to be able to do create eight these eight virtual beacons anywhere within your coverage area per actual physical beacon. And they can be anywhere. You're literally just looking at a, a floor plan uh, and you're pointing and clicking and bang, you just moved your beacon or placed a, a new beacon. Uh, exactly. So you're you're going to be um, uh, doing that that idea of um, we've got a map up, and you can and inside that map you could place your virtual beacon at any particular location over your coverage area. Hey, do you think uh, we could? Are you in a position to actually show us this uh, yeah. working? Yeah, I, absolutely. I can show you that. So um, I'm not sure how to share share screen. Right. Da, 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 da. Share your entire screen. Uh, and two, I'll oh, my, my dog's going to start barking if he hears your dog. That's, that's fine. We can cut it. I love you. Close the door. So you may have to cut this part out because I don't know how to share screen. Um, conversation. Um, I share screen, is that how it does it? I think you got it. comes through your entire screen, right? But then do I go and open my Chrome? Yeah, browser? there we are. I can see your screen now. That is the wonderful thing about Final Cut Pro. We can uh, streamline this. Yeah, if you can cut that part out in the middle. I have to say, it's just really cool from a Beco system uh, perspective seeing Cisco's logo on um, on a Beacon product like this. Okay, so we can see the we can see a floor plan, and uh, this is cool. All right, so three, two, one, back in. So um, I've actually brought up an, an example here of our Beacon Center. So again, the, the components that come into our uh, our solution are, of course, you've got the, the beacons, and so you'll physically place the beacon, and here is actually where the beacons are placed. So you'd look, come up with this Beacon Center, and you would actually look at this physical beacon. So in my office space here, we've got six um, physical beacons, but with these physical beacons, I can now have a coverage area, and anywhere I want, I could create a virtual beacon. So I'd actually just unlock for 
editing and be able to add a virtual beacon. So instead of, hey, I've got a new event and I want something to trigger when a person is by the table here, I can now just drop that virtual beacon here and add any particular um, comments that I want about it. So once I edit that virtual beacon, I can do things like decide, hey, what's the major and minor that will pop when this be beacon is detected? And using our API, they can have additional fields that are available, such as a message, welcome to beacon center, and a URL, so you could, you could pop that. And finally, we can actually decide, again, something you couldn't do with a physical beacon is, what's the area, what's the coverage area? As you can notice how I'm creating either, either a very large beacon or a very small beacon. Um, the smallest beacon will, would be approximately uh, two to three meters. So again, I guess that, that's that five and a half feet for an immediate. So we're not going to be able to do that uh, that six inch immediate beacon, but we are able to do about a two meter uh, beacon um, in a, at the smallest size. And again, largest is effectively the, the whole length of your coverage area, which is you know maybe 200 feet in this particular case. Okay. And that's how I can create a virtual beacon out of my coverage area of, of uh, physical beacons. So yeah, let's just parse out some of the thing, the new things that you can do and some of the old things that you can't do so people can get a sense of where this fits because um, it's, it's, it's got a place. Um, yeah, absolutely. So the idea is you're going to have your, your physical beacons and the, the physical beacons are going, it's going to be very important to have the uh, information about them accurate because all of our calculations are going to be based off of that physical beacon. So physical beacon, we need to know its rotation, what area, what direction it's pointed, because all of our stuff is based off of the physical beacon having right. eight directional antennas on it. We need to know the height, and we need to know for our particular map that we're on, where's the X and Y position off of that beacon. The MAC address is, of course, the unique identifier. So once we have those four pieces of information, we can then use that to determine the the, uh, the rest of the, the um, locations. So, so just to pause there, so there's a little bit more involved in the deployment. You need to have a floor plan, probably. You need to get that power over Ethernet. You don't need an electrician because it's not a high voltage uh, mains power, yeah. but you are laying in that power, power over Ethernet. Life is full of what ifs. Some awesome, like what if AI could fold your laundry? And some, well, less awesome, like what if you have unexpected medical costs? United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out-of-pocket costs. No deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what-ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Ethernet, yeah, you need to figure out what way this thing is, the orientation of it. But that's it. So after that, if I'm doing a store reset and the uh, um, categories are moving around on the shelves or even the shelves are moving around, then I don't need to send anyone to site. I can just do all of this from headquarters, right? Uh, that's exactly right. So you're going to position it similar to your the way you'd position an access point, right? You need to 
uh, run those Ethernet cables, uh, make it ceiling mounted, figuring out how you're doing that ceiling mounting. Uh, and again, Cisco sells lots of access points, and there's a great deal of uh, installers on who are very comfortable installing Cisco access points. This one would fit in right nat naturally to anyone who's actually installed an access point. Mm -hmm. So they'll be able to create that. Uh, they do need to make sure they have a map and, a, and a, with that floor plan, and, and uh, we try to make it very easy to find the X and Y coordinates on top of that map. Uh, so because in our system, you can actually install download a JPEG, put that JPEG in, put the XY coordinates of, their, of your beacon point, and then go on from there. Uh, the idea is that you know places like convention centers, when they reconfigure, they'll actually have all their beacons. So think of it, if I, as I, if I change every single one of my conventions, I don't need to worry about um, having to have individual beacons inside of these stalls, which change every single week or every single day I, <laughs> I recreate a new convention. Once I've installed that infrastructure, now I can share that and take advantage of that for every uh, application in any, um, in any way. That's a great example. And really, you know, what we've seen is the movement and installation and battery replacement, um, it, that's, a, that's a big cost, probably a lot bigger than the, the capital costs of the, uh, the beacon infrastructure. And to be able to do that in a disciplined way like this is pretty cool. And so I'm thinking this is a great fit for convention centers. It's also a really good fit for large retailers who are very disciplined about the layout of their stores. If it's kind of left up to the store manager and he's just kind of uh, moving stuff around all over the place, then this is probably uh, less of a fit. But if you've got um, category managers who've got planograms and uh, they're controlling from a central location what goes where and they will move things around, then this, this fits in really nicely with that kind of big deployment, disciplined approach where they've done the organization and they're actually going to be saving a lot of time and money by uh, just having a point and click way of reconfiguring things that doesn't involve any liaison with the local staff and dealing with people on the ground who may not know what a beacon is and uh, you know where there's high staff turnover. So I, I can see a lot of economic benefits uh, to what you're talking about. You had, um, it looked like some geofencing there. Is there some geofencing? Yeah. Uh, so yeah, bringing it uh, back to the, uh, the capabilities. So there's the idea of creating zones. And so once we create individual zones, as you can see here, we can grab some statistics about how is the application used within the zone. So when I look at uh, metrics, I can actually understand how many people occur, you know, what's the average dwell time and total dwell time uh, within devices that were in that zone. So if I look at these individual zones, you know, we've got empty data sets right now, but I can figure out the maximum or, or average dwell time within each of those zones. And so we've got um, the capability of doing a couple of things on the map, right? You're going to create your beacon. You're going to create your virtual beacons. You're going to create these zones, and you're also going to create the concept of paths. So, if I want to actually uh, uh, do an indoor mapping solution, the I can snap my person to a path in order to make the indoor mapping solution even more elegant. So, the idea of walkable paths inside of inside of regions to make sure that even if I've calculated you to be in an area that doesn't make sense, I can snap you to a virtual path. And so are you providing the kind of APIs that I could use if I want to implement wayfinding with this? Yeah, that's actually probably the biggest component of it. It's 50% it's proximity marketing with beacons and really 50% wayfinding. A lot of our biggest and our first use cases are people trying to solve the problem of indoor wayfinding. So we provide the entire infrastructure end-to-end -end for the indoor wayfinding. Provide the map. We provide the, the APIs that allow you to, to click on a location and find where it is. We have a sample application right now called Cisco DNA in the in the App Store that you actually just have to um, scan a mobile QR code, which, is, which you get 
in your beacon center so you could immediately start showing how indoor mapping works. Um, so it's one of the four components of our solution, right? The solutions are this beacon center, the beacon points, an SDK, and a sample application. Okay. Well, this looks really cool. Let's, let's talk about pricing because I think it's important for people to wrap their head around that and... Uh... Yeah, so this uh, beacon point is uh, one of the, the two. What we points. should do is get me off the screen because people don't want to see. Uh, oh, how do I how do I get on? So you need oh. to unshare your desktop. <laughs> Share. Yeah. Excellent. Okay. So uh, let's. Uh, so yeah, let's uh, just reset. Let's talk about pricing. Right, so the the Cisco Beacon Point is the uh, you know the main component of this. This actually has a list price in the U.S. of six ninety five. Again, Cisco sells all of our stuff through a series of resellers. So there's going to be a lot of uh, people who can actually um, participate in the reseller community of, of these devices. And then our our uh, cloud center, that the component that you saw for the cloud, that comes as a subscription cost that that ranges in approximately around about one fifty per year for a three year contract. So you're going to have your Beacon Point and your Beacon Center are the two components of the cost, and then you can have some uh, ongoing additional you know, maintenance depending on how you're, you're you're looking at that. But those are those are um, probably more premium pricing than others. But you know the the difference is with Cisco is that you know we actually have a reseller so we'll be participating in this as well as these are infrastructure devices. And again, you can use eight beacons for every one physical. And this is a component that Cisco will be supporting. Yeah, so and that's, I think, for really big deployments where they're looking at accountability from uh, an organization that's obviously not going to be acquired. You'll probably be acquiring <laughs> other companies. <laughs> yeah. no, no one's going to be buying Cisco. You obviously are incredibly stable. So I, I can see that if I am a very risk-averse um, CTO, it's a big deployment. I already have a relationship with Cisco uh, um, th through, through a well-established distributor then this could help me rationalize my vendor policy. Um, it's, it's certainly a lot more money than I would, uh, than I would pay, but uh, if I am looking at total cost of ownership, then I think your sales channel have got a really good argument to compete with, um, with the physical beacons in this space. But uh, this isn't the end of, e even if money weren't an issue, and you, uh, but this isn't the end of the beacon industry as we know it, because... No. What you're doing is fundamentally you're tracking phones. You're not tracking beacons. Is that correct? Uh, that's correct. Uh, this, the, the way this works is the phone itself would receive the, the, the energy from all the different beacons, could put that into a UDP packet and send that out to our cloud service for us to calculate the location, and then that would come back to the phone for it. So it does require an SDK on the phone um, in order for the, uh, for the calculations to work. And so that's one of the important components. It's a, it is the required a connected device for us to be um, locating. And that's a pretty good assumption, I think, for a large number of use cases. But the key point from my perspective is like asset tracking. This is not an asset tracking play. So if I've got uh, 2,000 beacons on uh, um, pallets that are moving around a warehouse uh, or I've got uh, beacons on products uh, that I want to measure, then, then that's basically when you need to look at some of these other solutions. And you guys have solutions in that space and there are many other players in that space as well. So this is... This is about wayfinding, it's about uh, locating the phone, and there's some real value for 
large deployments where there's a well-known layout and, it, and, and cost of management is, is the key. So I think you're in great shape there. What, what sort of interest have you been seeing? I'm, I'm assuming this wasn't just a spontaneous product decision. You've had people asking you for stuff. Can you talk a little bit about the demand and what are the verticals where you think this will be used? Yeah, we we absolutely we've had a lot of demand from our from our uh, sales force. We you know Cisco's got a sales force of seventeen thousand AMs and SEs out there. So it's a very strong sales force. Touches pretty much every company um, out there, <laughs> unless you're not unless you're in anybody but Cisco company. You're going to have some type of uh, of relationship and sales force that have been covered. And so we've we've had them ask. Well, my problem for the customers has been indoor wayfinding. We've we've been very deep into our asset tracking solutions again with Wi-Fi asset tags. On top of uh, exp expensive assets, we've been doing that sort of for a long time. We sort of innovated in that space all the way back to you know before 2000 um, with with our some of our initial capabilities with our what we call our location engine. So we've been in this in that space for a long time. But people are asking for no. I'm looking for an indoor wayfinding for a person you know with an iPhone to find themselves on a map. That was a very specific ask. And our one of the largest ones to do that has been in the healthcare space, right? Because the as you go through these complicated hospitals in the U.S., you know the the time it takes from when you enter the door to when I find orthopedics is all sort of time that's wasted because the, the at that time it may be an expensive doctor or a clinician who's waiting for you, and you need to be able to do as effective indoor mapping as you had outdoors, right? You're able to have a great GPS solution that gets me to the hospital, but that last, you know, 700 feet of going from the hospital door to the right door within the hospital is often um, one of the most most costly uh, 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 journeys of, of, that, um, of that patient. And so one of the areas that we really are starting to focus on is the idea of indoor uh, wayfinding at medical locations. Again, Cisco um, is, you know, expert on understanding how APs need to be uh, hygienic and covered and be able to washable. All that stuff is, of course, included in our beacon points and so you're able to um, deployment deploy within a hospital in an environment that we're very familiar with and that's one of the the primary use cases that we've seen that's really exciting well um, I, I think we've got a really good sense of where this product fits um, I think it's uh, pretty revolutionary in terms of creating the new we had I beacon now we've got V beacon um, anything else we should cover off uh, no, I think, I, well, well, one of the things that I do think that might be interesting is, uh, again, with the initial price of $695 and $150 bucks for, the, for the beacon points, people have started to do experiments. A little more ex expensive than others, but this is a good sort of CTO experiment, right? They can try things out. It doesn't cost all that much. Uh, uh, in comparison to human resources costs and, yeah. and the cost of, of hiring uh, programmers in the U.S. to uh, install this and try it out. And so we've actually had a lot of people who are saying, yeah, it's a little more expensive, but when I try this out with Cisco, I know these guys are going to be there for, for a long period of time. So I would encourage people um, as we start to, to wrap up to think about how we can in, uh, include Cisco in trials because once you understand, once it worked with Cisco, you'll be able to really scale this on a very large environment. And so you're launching this today and so... Uh, how do, if someone wants to get hold of one of these things, what do they do? Um, well, well, we'll start at the www.cisco.com slash go slash CMX. So there's a there's a web page that will actually start to position that. And you're, you're going to work with your local uh, account team partners. So any of the, the Cisco partners that are in the area, we're having a webinar for those ones that will be really informed about our Cisco Beacon Point. So contact your Cisco sales and go on our Cisco website. Fantastic. Daryl, congratulations. Thanks for joining us. It's been a real pleasure. All right. Thank you very much, Steve. Okay, I am a little bit concerned because I looked at, you might have spotted an alarm look and there was like the call recorder has a 
uh, thing which had frozen at one point. So let's um, <laughs> let's end this. Well, hold on a second. I can. I think I can just hit the stop. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince? They exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns.